Hey, what's up guys? Sorry if the audio quality is bad on this. I'm sitting Indian style in my bed with the microphone on top of a newly wrapped toaster I got my mom for Christmas, which was way too expensive and incredibly annoying to buy. Um, so I just want to remind everyone before we get started into the topic that we're talking about today, the Caps are currently cup favorites. They're plus 725 according to Vegas. Um, like we said, number one in the league. Uh, once you shake out the juice, their implied odds of winning the cup are at 12%. They were plus 2,200 to start the year, and they've shaved that down quite a bit. Um, so they're doing well. There's nothing to, there's not much to pick at. Uh, they do have weaknesses. They're not a perfect team by any means. Um, I think their issues are mainly on the defensive end and probably can be somewhat centered towards Kempney, but that's a discussion for another day. Um, just wanted to touch on Kuznetsov. Um, it is the 18th of December we're recording this. Caps two days ago lost to Columbus for the second time in a week, two weeks, which was pretty frustrating to watch. Um, and after that game, I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter kind of uh, pointing out Kuznetsov's numbers this year and how they were underwhelming. Um I uh, saw a bunch of tweets about his Corsi 4 percentage at 5 on 5, which is the lowest on the team. His expected goals 4 percentage, which is on the lowest on the team um, among centers. And kind of just getting at Kuznetsov being the issue with the Capitals. Um, I don't think he has been a huge positive for the Caps this year. Um, I think he's actually had a kind of tough start. Uh, but I think there's a reason behind that and a reason his numbers are so low. Um, a couple reasons actually, and, and I don't think he's the cap's biggest issue by any means. Um, so just to kind of touch on it, um, Kuznetsov's Corsi is currently 44.67. His expected goals for percentage, 44.53. Like we said before, lowest on the team among centers, including Stevenson. Um, so he, he, he appears to have had a tough start. Um, but would you really go back and look at Kuznetsov in years prior his numbers are always low. Those those kind of, I guess, if you want to consider them advanced metrics, they're always underwhelming. He appears very underwhelming uh, through that scope. Kuznetsov has pretty consistently, especially when you look at expected goals for percentage at 5-on-5, Kuznetsov in his career has looked like an underwhelming player. Um, I'll just read off his expected goals for percentages. Since he came in the league, starting with this year, 44.53 the year before, 44.37, and his rookie year, 14-15, he was at 48.59. Um, so two years, he had uh, expected goals for percentage above 50. Um, the other years, especially last year, he's at 44.37. That was the lowest he had recorded. Um now, I just want to read off his actual goals for percentage. Uh, this year, it's 49.36. Last year, 58.53. The year before that, 56.10. 16.17, he had 62.19. The year before that, 58.91. And his rookie year, 57.55. Those numbers are all higher than his expected goals for percentage in those years. Um so that being said, I, I think it's it's important to remember 
these underlying numbers or advanced metrics, however you want to put it, have never favored Kuznetsov. He's never appeared strong in those categories. He's he's not, you know, like the he's the opposite of what every Carolina hurricane has ever done. Like those guys have always up there in the Corsi four percentage and and you know lower in a goals four percentage. Kuznetsov has always outperformed his expected goals four percentage every year. Um, so it's important to remember that when looking at his underlying numbers, just like you wouldn't look at Ovechkin's shooting percentage and compare it to the league average, you know Ovechkin shoots. He has more shooting talent than the league average. Um, so there's no reason to really compare it that. I think we have a good idea of who Kuzi is and his style of play, and it doesn't fit into, for whatever reason, does not fit into um, you know the advanced metrics and looking good in those categories. So I don't think there's too much to worry about there. Um, now that, with that being said, his number is currently lower than it ever has been. Um, but I think it's important to remember it's still early in the year. He missed uh, games early in the year doing, due to the suspension. Um, so he's played 32 games. Eight of those were without Nicholas Backstrom. And I know they don't play in the same line. I get that and all. But that changes Kuzi's role when Backstrom's out. Kuzi's now the Caps' top center and I just don't think he's built for that. I don't think he probably ever will be. He's not going to be a guy you want to put out um, against uh, another team's top scoring line that, that you want to shut down. Um, he just doesn't play that way. We all know he takes crazy risks in both zones. Um, and it's pretty frustrating to watch in the defensive zone. Um, appears kind of lazy sometimes and uh, and and can look pretty bad at, at moments. Um but if you consider how much time Backstrom missed, I mean, Backstrom has missed a fourth of the game that Kuznetsov has played. That's a pretty big impact. And in the eight games Backstrom's missed, Kuzi's expected goals for was 38.21, and his actual goals for was 30.69. So obviously, if you take those games out of his current year uh, average, they're, they're much higher. Um, those were a rough, rough eight games for Kuznetsov in a role that he just is not fit for um, at all. So I wouldn't worry too much about that. As long as Backstrom's healthy, Kuzi's going to be fine. Um, he, he's going to be fine no matter how horrible it is to watch. I'll be the first one to admit Kuznetsov game makes me vomit. It's incredibly frustrating at times. Um, but I think that's also just kind of human nature to harp on the negatives and remember the negatives more than you do the positive because Netsoff can have highlight real goals after highlight real goals. And then he makes a bad pass that, you know, turns into a two on one where, you know, the penguins score to win the game. And, and you're just going to remember that so much better than you are, you know, the crazy stuff he does on the offensive end to help the team. So I think it's important to, to kind of look at who he has been in those metrics and maybe compare them to prior years he doesn't look that much worse, and when you factor in Backstrom missing time, uh, I think he'll be all right. I don't, I don't see really any issue with him. Um, as far, I like to kind of look at um, players and and what they're doing as far as penalties as well. Um, Kuznetsov, over the course of his career, has been a pretty even, um, you know, guy when it comes to drawing penalties and taking penalties he draws a good bit he takes a good bit um i think as long as you're not heavily slanted towards drawing them and you're not you know drawing a lot more or i'm sorry heavily slanted towards taking them as long as you're not taking a lot more penalties than you're drawing 
I think you're okay, especially with this team. Their PK is really good. The power play's been good. I think if you're, you know, going into a game and you have the same amount of power plays as penalty kill, I think you can be happy with that. Um, just because, like I said, their special teams are just so good. Um, so far this year, uh, I want to say Kuzi has taken two more penalties than he's drawn, maybe three. Um, so that's not a huge issue. It's, it's also so early in the year, and penalties are drawing and taking are still a pretty rare event. Um, so one or two either way is going to vastly change a percentage and, 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 and an outlook as far as that that's concerned. Um, but in summary, I think it's just good to remember who Kuzi is, right? Um, I don't remember who he gave this quote to or if it was an article or he just kind of said it post-game to one of the reporters or not. But I want to say it was a year or two ago. He he pretty much said, you know, you have to stay 100% focused to be one of the top players in this league every single day. And, and that's just not him. He came out and said that. He said, look, I'm just, you know, I just want to have fun. You know, being, you know, 100% serious and 100% focused every day of the year, that's not me. I can't do that. I'm just going to go out and do what I can, um, you know, and, and have fun with it. So it's important to remember that. Um, I don't think you can can hate him for that. He's been a positive for the Cavs for years and years and years, and I still think he is. Um, but it's, it's also important to kind of have that context of, look, he, he hasn't been good with those underlying numbers when you're looking at his current stats and just kind of understand that he's, he's going to be okay. Um, just let the season play out. Let's not make any crazy rash um, arguments that Kuznetsov is all of a sudden washed up or he's playing a different game or he's not as good as he used to be. Let's keep him in the role he's in. I think he's in a fine role for who he is and go with it. He's, he's good. He's fine. Nothing to be worried about. Keep an eye on his numbers. I'd expect them to change. I'd expect that expected goals and goals for to go up. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's much to worry about Kuznetsov. I don't think, uh, Kuznetsov is the issue here that the Cavs should be focusing on at all. I think it'll be all right.